Welcome back, beloved. I'm very excited about today's video. Today's video is titled, He Will Save His People From Their Sins. This was actually announced by an angel concerning Jesus when he was born. And so it's going to be a very gospel-centered video, but with keeping with the theme and spirit of my channel, we're going to lean into the Old Testament messianic prophecies of Christ to show you how Jesus is that announced Messiah and exactly how he would save his people from their sins. And the reason I'm so excited about this video, keep following my channel, I'm actually turning this video into a small article and gospel track with a QR code on it, which is going to be linked to this video so that for free, you will be able to print this out and hand it to people. And so follow my channel. I'm really excited about that. But for now, let's jump into the text. Let me read the entire verse to you. Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. We want to get a really good understanding of this today. This is when the angel is announcing to Joseph his wife is going to bear the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And so the angel says, She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Now, the name Jesus basically means Yahweh is salvation. Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. So the angel says, you're going to call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And then he says, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. This is from Isaiah chapter 7. It's written 700 years before Jesus is born. We're going to hear more about the prophets who announced the Messiah today. And it says, Behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. You see, the goal of this uh, video and article and gospel track today is to show people that Jesus is the announced Messiah. He was prophesied hundreds and thousands of years before he was born. And that the Messiah is actually God. Uh, Isaiah 7 says, Emmanuel is God with us. Isaiah chapter 9 says, a child is coming who will be born, and that child will be Almighty God. And so we're going to go through some of these massive prophecies. We've made videos breaking these down line by line in the past. We're not going to do that right now. We're just going to give you a broad overview, specifically focusing on the Messiah. Some of the most important prophecies in the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 9 was written 530 years before Christ. And it talks about a period of 70 weeks, weeks of years, 490 years for the Jewish people that had been decreed. Now, that might be a little confusing. You can go to my Daniel series. I've broken down the book of Daniel. I broke down Daniel chapter 9 line by line. Today, I'm not going to break down the time frame or anything complex. We're just going to keep our eyes on Jesus. But within this prophecy, it's revealed that the Messiah would do these things, okay? That he would finish the transgression. He would make an end of sin. Or rather, that during this time period, transgressions will end. There will be an end of sin. There will be atonement, an actual payment, a, a furnishment, a covering for sin. And there will be brought in eternal 
everlasting righteousness. Okay, that's Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. All these amazing things are going to happen. How is sin going to end? How is transgression going to be done? How are they going to have a full covering for all the sin? How how are human beings going to have eternal righteousness? Immediately, the next verse starts to announce the exact time frame the Messiah would come. You see, the Messiah is going to do this. The gospel reveals God's righteousness through faith in Christ, because only God's righteousness is eternal righteousness. And so the exact month and day the Messiah walked, Jesus walked into Jerusalem, is announced in this prophecy. And here's really all I care for this video that you keep your eyes on. How are all these things going to be accomplished? How is sin going to be ended? How's atonement going to be provided? It specifically says the Messiah is going to die. It says the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. Other translations are the Messiah will be killed, but not for himself, okay? That Hebrew word cut off, it just means killed. You're going to see it again in a second. All the prophets agreed that the Messiah was going to come, he was going to be rejected and killed. Isaiah chapter 53, written 700 years before the Lord, uh, before Jesus was born, begins with who has believed our message. And that message is the gospel, okay? Remember, this is about Jesus saving his people from their sin. Who are Jesus's people? The ones who believe in him. You must believe in Christ. So then it goes on to say, whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? My prayer for you, if you don't know Christ today, is that God would reveal that Jesus is the Messiah, and therefore Jesus is the arm of the Lord. The Father has to reveal to you who the Son is. But look at these prophecies once again about this coming. Isaiah is talking about a coming suffering servant, Ebed Yahweh, the servant of Yahweh. And he goes on to say that this servant that is coming, this arm of the Lord that will be revealed, this one you must believe in, he is pierced through for our transgressions, just like Christ was pierced. He's crushed for our iniquities, not by the Roman whip. No, the wrath of God that is directed against sin, the Father poured out that wrath on his own Son. It says the chastening, literally the punishment for our well-being, fell upon him. By his scourging, we are healed. By the punishment the Father laid upon his own Son, by Christ bearing the the wrath of God for his sheep, for his bride. Verse 6 of Isaiah 53 says, All of us like sheep have gone astray. We've all fallen into sin. It says, Each of us has turned to his own way. The Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. And this suffering servant, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, but he didn't open his mouth. He was like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of Isaiah 53, written 700 years before he is born. Isaiah 53 goes on to talk just like Daniel 9. It says, who considered that he, this suffering servant, this arm of the Lord, who considered he was cut off, killed out of the land of the living? Well, why? For the transgression of my people 
to whom the stroke was due. You see, we deserve the wrath of God. We have violated God's law, and the wages of sin is death. But the good news is the stroke, the wrath fell upon Christ on the cross. It goes on to say his grave was assigned with wicked men. Not only is it clear that the Messiah is going to die, he's going to have a grave. It assumes the Messiah is going to be killed and his grave will be assigned with wicked men. And it was. But then it says the Lord was pleased to crush him. You see, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Why would God take pleasure in the death of a righteous man? It says, the Lord was pleased to crush him and put him to grief. Why? Because he rendered himself as a guilt offering. Jesus said, nobody takes my life. I lay it down for the sheep. He goes on to say, by his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, Ebed Yahweh, the servant of Yahweh, the righteous one, will justify the many. And notice it doesn't say the servant justifies all because Jesus did not die to justify all people. He justifies many people. The many are his people, those who believe in the gospel. It says he justifies many people as he will bear their iniquities. He literally bears the iniquities of all those who would ever believe in him. It says he poured out himself to death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. He died with two transgressors, one on his left, one on his right. One was saved, the other was damned. It says, yet he himself, Jesus himself, bore the sin of all? No, many. Remember, Matthew 21, he will save his people from their sin. He justifies many. He bears the sin of many. And he intercedes for the transgressors. I'm going to give you one more amazing prophecy. We're going back further in time. Psalm 118 was written about King, uh, written by King David. It is a messianic psalm written about 1,000 years before Christ was born. We're going to read verses 16 to almost the end of the chapter, and we're going to go very quick because I'm just trying to get your eyes on one thing. All these verses on the screen, I'm going to go sort of quick because I really just want you to understand verse 27. What is this light? I want you to have this in the back of your mind. What is the light and what is the gate? This is 1,000 years before Christ is born. What is the gate? I'm going to explain it in a minute. The door, the gate. And what is the light? This ends with the Lord is God and he has given us light. So have that in the back of your mind. What is the light and what is the gate? Because Psalm 118 verse 16 begins to sound like Isaiah 53. You see, Isaiah 53 starts with, Whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed, right? Well, here in verse 16, it's the right hand of the Lord is exalted. It begins to speak of salvation and the coming Messiah. It says, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Jesus is that arm of the Lord. He is that right hand of the Lord. King David then goes on to write, I will not die, but live and tell of the works of the Lord. This is a psalm about how to obtain eternal life, about how to conquer death. He goes on to say, the Lord has disciplined me severely. David was disciplined. We're all sinners, but thank God for mercy has not given me over to death. And then he says, very important, open to me the gates of righteousness. There is a gate of righteousness. And he says, I will enter through them and I will give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. And I would go on to say, brothers, you must enter through that gate because Jesus said, I am the way to the Father. 
There is no other way to the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But Jesus himself said twice in John chapter 10, I am the gate. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. And so King David goes on to say, I'm going to give thanks to you. You've answered me. You have become my salvation. You shall call his name Jesus, which means Yahweh is salvation. He then goes on to say, and Jesus clearly attributed these verses to himself in the New Testament, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The Jewish nation that built the temple rejected the foundation of their faith. Everything Judaism points to is Christ. He's the cornerstone. Judaism is totally silly without Christ. Keeping the Passover and slaughtering a Passover lamb is totally silly if you reject the Lamb of God. It doesn't make any sense. So the stone which the builders rejected, Jesus Christ, he was rejected by his own people. He became that chief cornerstone. And then David said, this is the Lord's doing. This is marvelous in our eyes. And if you've never heard the gospel, trust me, it is marvelous when you really understand it. This is the day which the Lord has made. The New Testament brings this to light. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. My friend, if you don't know Christ, you should be excited today because you live in the day of salvation. There was a day of darkness thousands of years ago. The Lord flooded the entire earth during the flood in Genesis. Nobody really knew the light. Only Noah and eight of it, or seven of his family members were saved. Only eight or nine people were saved. There wasn't that much light. But today is the day of salvation. Jesus has died for sins and rose from the dead, and the gospel has gone forth to the world. This is the day the Lord has made. The Lord is saving people today, and he is sending out spiritual light in the form of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a great thing that many sinners are being saved today. Today is that day the Lord has made, the day of salvation where God is literally flung open the gate and flung open the doors of heaven to you. And he says, come, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The psalm goes on to say, Lord, save, save us. We beseech you, send prosperity, send salvation, right? Blessed is the one, this is so important, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The people literally shouted this to Jesus as he entered Jerusalem, which Daniel chapter 9, which also had the time frame the Messiah would come to Jerusalem and the fact that the Messiah would be killed, they shouted these exact words to Jesus as he strode into Jerusalem. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We've blessed you from the house of the Lord. That is the temple. They stood in front of the temple and they blessed Jesus and, oh, we love you, Jesus, but they crucified him a few days later. And if they would only go back to Psalm 118 and read it, they would see what the next verse said they were going to do. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We blessed you from the house of the Lord. We blessed you from the temple. Oh, Jesus, we love you. But then look what happens next. It says, the Lord is God and he has given us light. I want you to understand the New Testament says the devil has blinded the mind of non-believers so they cannot see the light of the gospel, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the fullness of God dwelling in a body. Jesus is fully man and fully God. He is the radiance of God's glory and the exact imprint of his nature. 
And what does Psalm 118 verse 27 give us as light? It says, the Lord is God. He has given us light. We understand now the gate of the righteous is Jesus, and you must enter through it. But what is this light? When the Bible speaks of light, it's not just talking about physical illumination like a light bulb. No, it's divine wisdom. And in this case, it's regarding the coming Savior, the Messiah. A thousand years before he was born, God has given us light. What is this light? Psalm 118 verse 27, one of my favorite prophecies. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. Not only did they have all these prophecies, and not only was Jesus so clearly prophesied to be the Messiah, they had an entire sacrificial system that literally started in the Garden of Eden. When we fell into sin, God sacrificed an animal and clothed us with its skin, representing what the Messiah would do. And so Psalm 118 says, the light and the wisdom of God is to bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. And that's exactly what they did when they rejected Jesus. They crucified the righteous one based on the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. And so now you can see why John the Baptist is so excited. When he finally sees Jesus, the Messiah, he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How does he do that? He dies. Jesus died to justify the ungodly, the Bible says. Matthew 1.21, she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus. He will save his people, his bride, his sheep. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Jesus said, the good shepherd lays down his life for who? His sheep, his people. And so today, if you're not in Christ, if you're not born again, you must repent. You must turn away from your sins, realizing how serious they are. God will not acquit the guilty. He will not just wink at your sin. He will not just forgive you willy-nilly. No, you need an atonement. You need a satisfaction for your sin, not a lamb that can keep you alive for another year. You need an eternal sacrifice. You need eternal righteousness before a holy God. And the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, has come to bear the wrath of God. And if you will just believe in him today, you will be saved and he will credit you with his righteousness. So you can stand before God for all eternity, clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Turn to him today and be saved. Isaiah chapter 45, he's a just God. He is a merciful Savior. He has declared these things from ancient times. God has prophesied that his son was coming thousands of years, hundreds of years before he was even born. And Christ said, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sin. So turn away from your sin today. This is serious. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Have a great day.